This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Airlines still dealing with travel chaos. We have the story. Some Southwest travelers are still stranded at Eisenhower. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. Suspect arrested in a fatal Wichita double shooting. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. So far for the year, we've had 30.5 inches of precipitation, so we're running about 4.5 inches below normal, and it doesn't look like we'll see any more precipitation for the year of 2022. Our complete forecast is coming up. Chaos at airports across the country as thousands more flights have been canceled. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is ensuring Americans that airlines will be held accountable. Air Force One got President Biden to his Caribbean vacation, but thousands of Americans weren't so lucky. Now his administration is vowing to hold Southwest Airlines to their customer service commitments for everything from meal vouchers to hotels to refunds. Southwest, pledging to earn back customer trust, may face a long road ahead. Stocks down more than 10 percent in the last two days. There will also be scrutiny from Congress. And there may have been trouble brewing even before the holiday rush. Bloomberg reports the carrier's vice president of ground operations declared a state of operational emergency at the airport after an unusually high number of employee absences, according to a December 21st message to ramp workers. Members of the House Transportation Committee now pushing the department they oversee to probe even further. Fox's Jackie Heinrich reporting. There seems to be no end in sight. Some travelers are still stranded at Wichita's Eisenhower National Airport after Southwest Airlines canceled more flights yesterday. The cost for passengers is piling up, their patience dwindling. Yesterday was the second day in a row that Southwest canceled 80% of its flights at Eisenhower, according to FlightAware. Wichita police have arrested a suspect in a double homicide. Police say they arrested a man who was suspected of killing two people in a quadruple shooting in southeast Wichita over the weekend. The Kansas Highway Patrol confirms that they helped in the arrest using aircraft to locate the suspect. His name has not yet been released. Meanwhile, another suspect was also taken into custody. Both men arrested in the 3100 block of North Fairview near 29th and Broadway. The shootings happened just before 10 last Friday night in the 900 block of South Mission. Police say a man and woman died inside of an apartment following a house party. Two men, ages 22 and 42, also suffered gunshot wounds and were taken to an area hospital with serious injuries, but they are expected to survive. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Wichita police arrested a man in connection with a double shooting in northeast Wichita. Police say 24-year-old Tamori Wright shot and critically injured a 17-year-old girl and a 23-year-old man near 13th and Oliver in the 1100 block of North Harding. The suspect was booked on suspicion of two counts of attempted murder. Investigators say that these three people knew each other. The shooting is not considered to be a random incident. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly has become one of the first Democratic governors to ban the use of TikTok on state-issued devices. Her action Wednesday to restrict the popular social media app comes five days after Congress approved the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that banned TikTok from most U.S. government-issued devices for employees. Republican governors in at least 15 states have imposed such restrictions. 
New U.S. policy as of January 5th will require negative COVID tests from all travelers coming into the U.S. from China. The CDC says in order to come to the U.S. from China, air travelers over the age of two will need to show a negative COVID test taken no more than two days before traveling. And this goes for people who go from China to a second country before then arriving here. The test must be a PCR test or self-administered antigen test overseen by a telehealth service or licensed provider. This comes as videos trickle out of China showing overwhelming hospitals, though an exact number of new cases isn't clear. An Omicron variant known as BF7 is considered by doctors in Hong Kong to be behind an outbreak in Beijing. The Chinese Communist Party ended its strict lockdowns under a zero-COVID policy just a few weeks ago after Chinese people began protesting. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Highlights from KU football last night in the bowl game. We've got Shocker basketball highlights. We've also got uh, the Minute with Mitch. We'll start to preview the Chiefs game coming up on New Year's Day. It's all coming up in sports in a few minutes. Sedgwick County Zoo reveals cause of death for baby chimp. That story and more just ahead with Stephen Ted on KNSS. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. 8.08 now, 8 minutes past 8 o'clock on this Thursday morning. Sedgwick County Zoo has revealed the cause of death of Cochisa, the baby chimpanzee born at the zoo earlier this year that caught the hearts of millions. Its cause of death was head trauma. In a Facebook post, zoo officials say they may never know what led to the chimp's injuries, but they believe Cochisa's death was an accident. More than 35 people are known to have died in western New York after the Christmas weekend blizzard. Ten looters have been arrested so far in Buffalo. Police Commissioner Joseph Gramaglia says more arrests are expected. A lot of these uh, incidents that had video, you're out there, you've been on social media, you've been on TV. Do yourself a favor, make things very easy for yourself, come in and turn yourself in, accept the consequences and the responsibility of what you did. Buffalo's mayor says roads have been closed, have been cleared enough so that the city's travel ban may now be lifted. Disney theme parks are issuing new warnings to guests concerning their behavior. After several fights at Disneyland and the four Disney parks in Florida, Mickey Mouse is laying down the law. New courtesy sections on the Disneyland and Disney World websites explicitly spell out the expected behaviors from visitors, including refraining from using profanity or engaging in unsafe, illegal, disruptive, or offensive behavior. The Disney World courtesy warns that those not behaving will be kicked out. Fox's Sandra Endo reporting. Police in Tennessee discover 76 dogs living in an abandoned home. An abandoned Tennessee residence in deplorable condition was home to 76 dogs, which were removed by local authorities. The Animal Rescue Corps was sent to the home to help the Dyer City Police Department with what was described as a large and urgent cruelty case. Officials say the property owners moved away and returned only to feed the animals, leaving them neglected with numerous untreated injuries and infections from overcrowding, fighting, and highly toxic ammonia levels. Inside the home, there were dogs of all ages and sizes, including puppies as young as three weeks old, pregnant mothers, and elderly dogs with dementia, all of them now being treated at a rescue center outside Nashville for urgent care. Mary Corsetti, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 810, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. 
right now, not seeing anything uh, slowing down traffic this morning. In fact, the traffic volume's thinning out a bit for the most part. Still got some heavy traffic, though, on uh, Kellogg uh, east and westbound uh, between Seneca and Meridian. That does appear to be uh, the heaviest traffic that we've got out there this morning. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown in Market and Waterman, and online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We may see a few clouds drift in here early on. Really a nice start to the day for us with temperatures running well above average. It'll be mostly sunny and breezy with a high 55. The cold front slides through this afternoon, so we'll likely see temperatures drop back into the upper 40s. Tonight's low 28, sunny and 48 tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a few clouds, 47 degrees. We have a south wind at 15 miles per hour. Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Yesterday's high temperature in Wichita, 59 degrees. Excuse me, normal high for the date is 43. This is the 29th day of December. Two days left in the year. On this day in 1954, Fort Scott, Kansas, buried under 26 inches of snow in 24 hours to establish what at that time was a Kansas state record. That's a lot of snow in Fort Scott. I'm going to disagree with you. There's three days left in the year. All right. We always disagree. Today, tomorrow, and Saturday. Today. What did I say? You said two days. Okay. And usually if I do say two, you say three. If I say three, you say two. No, that's not correct. That's correct. We always disagree on that. Today's the, what, 29th? 29th, 30th, 31st. So Three days left in the year. We're counting today. We're sitting here today. Well, that's what I usually do, and you do it the other way. Not, no, but, you, uh, you, no, but no. when you say until, okay. that's, that makes the difference. Okay. So the, the, I would uh, say there's three days left in the year, today, tomorrow, and Saturday. Hmm. Okay. I don't care. Would you say the same thing two minutes to midnight? <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> well, then, then you're getting on the line. All right. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. This is At imp- that point, no. It's a pretty important discussion, but we do have somebody important on with us this morning. Sedgwick County Health Director Adrian Byrne is with us this morning. And Adrian, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm very well. I'll bet you've come down with something already this year, haven't you? <laughs> well, earlier the year I had, you know, COVID and other stuff, but I am extremely well at this point. Good, good, good for you. I know that uh, Just I'm just uh, basing this on what I've seen with family and friends and so forth the past i don't know two or three weeks it seems like everybody i know has had had something whether it's a whether it's a cough or a headache or a, a diarrhea something what's going on what do we got out there in the cedric county right now well we have uh flu we have rc we have covid and we are talking about the the flu season today it definitely came early and has been severe really uh, the most severe it's been in the last five to six years. So we have a lot of that. We know after Thanksgiving, we saw a lot of cases uh, were heard, you know, through the emergency room because flu is not a reportable uh, disease unless it's the death of a child. But we do monitor the emergency uh, department and other um, clinics that participate in the influenza-like uh, illness monitoring. So one of the people, people I know, said they were testing for COVID and they were testing positive for COVID again for, for about the fourth time. Does that sound right to you? Well, I haven't heard of four, but anything is possible <laughs> because, we, you know, there have been uh, a lot of different strains that has mutated. And so people can continue to get COVID 
especially if they're not vaccinated and aren't uh, are taking some risks that maybe they don't have to take. So are you still uh, you're are you still uh, uh, promoting or advising? I say for for a uh, we get these COVID uh, updates, the the COVID shots, the boosters. Absolutely, and you know now we're calling it updated because it, it may be annual or likely will be annual, like the flu shot. So it is very important for people to stay updated because if we're vaccinated and we do get COVID, then the chances of us having severe COVID or ending up in the hospital are very um, much reduced. Okay, when Anything I t- the flu- I'm sorry, Anything go ahead. The flu- so we, there's still plenty of time uh, to get the flu shot. We have seen with monitoring that uh, influenza activity has declined over the last three weeks, but it, the activity is still very high. So there's time to get the flu shot. Now, I mentioned the D word a while ago, diarrhea. Is that any... That could be something you ate, I guess, but anything about that might be a virus or something? Well, there are so many viruses circulating right now. You know, it's not just flu and COVID and RSV. There's other viruses. So all of the ways to prevent work for most viruses across the board, and that's staying home if you don't feel well and keeping your distance from anyone that that may not uh, be well, and washing hands, covering the cough with, or coughing into your uh, elbow and sleeve if someone doesn't have a mask on, um, and keeping the fingers away from the eyes, nose, and uh, mouth. I think, uh, as I recall back a couple of years ago, when you and I first started talking about uh, COVID, uh, I think you explained to me that the COVID Virus is basically a uh, a cold virus, like any other. Only it's mutated, right? It is one of the many viruses that's in the it is in the the cold virus category. Yes, and and again, there's so many viruses circulating in our community, and during the winter, it's worse because we're inside more, so we have more of an opportunity to come in contact with people, and. Um, touch something that someone has coughed or sneezed on and then we touch our face. So we just have, there's a lot of opportunity to come in contact with viruses. And of course, on the holidays, uh, people will be going out on New Year's Eve and congregating and (laughs) a good opportunity to start it all over again with some more flu and some more colds, right? It is. And we anticipate, you know, seeing uh, that uh, respiratory viruses increasing that three or four weeks after Christmas, just like we did during uh, Thanksgiving. And you're right, uh, New Year's Eve, if, you know, if people are out, we're out to socialize and be around people and there's eating and drinking and so masks aren't on. Uh, so, uh, you know, just encourage people to be careful and to decide how much risk that they want to take because they're are a lot of viruses in the community right now. All right. Well, listen, hey, thanks for uh, spending some time with us this morning. We appreciate the information, Adrian, as always. My my pleasure. Right. Thank you. Adrian Burns, Sedgwick County Health Director, talking about cold and flu season. It's 817, 8-18 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS, and it is sports time with uh, Ted Woodward, and we had one heck of a bowl game last night, Ted. Yeah, I was... Wasn't much for two and a half quarters, but boy, things really heated up towards the end of the game. The 64th Annual Liberty Bowl last night in Memphis. 
KU playing in its first bowl game in 14 years. The Jayhawks taking on Arkansas. The Razorbacks dominated this game for two and a half quarters. But then the KU defense really played pretty good the final quarter and a half in regulation. They did not play good in the overtimes. But uh, KU was still down by two touchdowns with a minute to go in regulation. Looked like it was it, but they had some things go their way. They got it tied up to send it into overtime and then into double overtime and then into triple overtime. Arkansas scored first to take a two-point lead. KU had one play to try to tie it up and send it into a fourth overtime. You heard the game last night, a four-and-a-half-hour game on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Now Kansas from the left hash, three yards out. Yeah, and this is shocker news. Kansas is do or die. <laughs> They've been facing this for about the last 45 minutes. Jason Bean comes in as a receiver left side. Daniels in the pistol, fake a handoff. They pitch to Bean. Bean rushing right side, looking to the end zone. Bean throws last minute, too high, incomplete. Fairchild was wide open. He tried to throw to the back of the end zone to Arnold, and the pass is airmailed, and the game ends with Arkansas escaping in overtime, 55-53. to Jason Bean's throw too tall. Could they have kicked a field goal there? Or not? No, 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 no. They can't you do that. Enough. Okay, you got to try to score from the two and a half yards. Two and a half, a running or passing play. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And quarterback Jalen Daniels for the Jayhawks set a school record with 544 passing yards and five touchdowns, and yet they took the ball out of his hands there on the last play of the game. Ooh. Wished he would have had a chance to be a part of that final play, but that's not what they called. They didn't do it that way. Arkansas Ooh. wins it. Triple overtime, 55-53. The Jayhawks finished the year 6-7. and seven. They did lose seven of their last eight, so they faded after a, a good start to the season. Yeah. But uh, they did go to a bowl game for the first time in 14 years. College men's basketball last night, Wichita State at Central Florida. Conference opener for the Shockers, and, boy, there wasn't much going on on offense. The Shockers were only down by one point with five minutes to go, but then Shocks did not score in their final seven possessions of the game. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole had the call on 103.7 KEYN. The Shockers, who have never led in this game, have their second straight possession with a chance to take the lead. They didn't actually get a shot last time. Pierre drives baseline, goes under, drops it over to ah. Walton. Walton stepped out of bounds. Pierre, Pierre went under the basket, kicked it out to the left side to Walton, and he jabbed his foot back to make a drive and <sighs> stepped out of bounds. Oh, man. 14th turnover of the night for Wichita State. Yep, too many turnovers, not enough offense. In fact, the KU football team scored more points than the Shocker <laughs> basketball team did last night. Shockers in the final five minutes, 0 for 6 from the field and three turnovers. And Central Florida won the game 52-45. The Shockers dropped their conference opener, now 7-6 and six on the season. Boy, the red-hot Wichita Thunder hockey team wins again. Second-place Thunder winning on home ice last night downtown at Intrust Bank Arena. 3,600 fans on hand. Thunder beat the Allen Americans 5-2. The Thunder has now won six straight games on home ice at Intrust Bank Arena. That was their final home game of the year 2022. And the Thunder just wins and wins and wins. Happy birthday today to former Wichita State women's basketball coach Jody Adams. She is 60 today. She's the only coach that has ever taking the Shocker women to the NCAA tournament three years in a row. She's now the head coach at New Mexico State. Former Shocker coach Jody Adams. It's her birthday. She's 60 today. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 822.
with Stephen Ted. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. What can Republicans learn about early voting? That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 8.30 on a Thursday morning. The January 6th committee has withdrawn its subpoena to former President Trump. The former president had time on his side, time that ran out. As the year comes to a close, so does the work of the committee. Mississippi Democratic Congressman Benny Thompson, who chairs the committee, says Trump's testimony is no longer needed. He's fired off a letter to the former president's attorneys saying that the committee no longer will be pursuing Trump. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Yesterday marked five years since the death of Andy Finch during a swatting incident in Wichita. The family held a public vigil at Riverfront Stadium and a slow drive by the house where Finch died. Police were told by an online gamer that there was a hostage situation involving a man with a gun at that address. That was all not true. Finch was fatally shot by police during the incident. In the five years since his death, the Kansas legislature has passed the Andrew Finch anti-swatting bill. Intense fighting continues in the eastern part of Ukraine as talks of a peace plan shut down. Russia will not accept Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky's 10-point peace plan. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov says the plan rejects realities that four Ukrainian regions are now part of Russia. This as Russia continues shelling civilians in those regions. The maternity ward of a hospital was hit Tuesday night in Kherson, part of 33 rocket strikes on the city in 24 hours. The U.N. now counts 18,000 civilian casualties as a result of the Russian invasion. Meanwhile, President Zelensky spoke before Parliament on Wednesday, again thanking the United States for military aid and crediting Ukraine with uniting the West. Reporting in Kiev, Ukraine, Nate Foy. Fox News. A polygamous leader pleads not guilty in the midst of a federal investigation. The FBI continues its investigation into a polygamous offshoot of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Sam Bateman is accused of taking more than 20 wives, including underage girls. The trial is set for January 10th after he told a federal judge in Phoenix Wednesday he was not guilty. Bateman was once a follower of infamous polygamous leader Warren Jeffs, who's currently serving a life sentence on child abuse charges. Tom Graham, Fox News. A new addition has been revealed at the National World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. During a ceremony on December 20th, the President Franklin Delano Roosevelt D-Day prayer plaque was unveiled at the Memorial's Circle of Remembrance. Roosevelt's D-Day prayer was not included on the World War II Memorial when it was completed and dedicated in 2004. In 2014, however, President Obama signed into law the legislation directing that it be added to the memorial. Jeff Reinbold, superintendent of the National Mall and Memorial Parks for the National Park Service, said that it's going to be a great addition to the site. He said that it links back to the original memorial, and it's going to be a great setting for the centerpiece of the prayer plaque. The Circle of Remembrance is expected to be open to the public by the end of the year, and a formal dedication will take place in 2023. This Salute to Service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military 
Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A fairly warm start to the day for us. It'll be mostly sunny and breezy with a high 55 this afternoon. The cold front arrives later on today, turning winds around to the west, gusting up to 30 miles per hour. We'll have falling temperatures into tonight, our low 28. Sunny on Friday with a high 48. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now a few clouds, south wind at 15 miles per hour, 47 degrees. 8.36, Stephen 10 in the morning, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is time for Entertainment News, The Blur with Ted Woodward. A former actress speaks out about why she joined a sex cult. Former Nexium member actress Allison Mack revealed in a newly unearthed Vanity Fair 2017 interview that she turned to the sex cult run by Keith Raniere to become a great actress again. The former Smallville star said she moved to Albany, New York, which was the cult's headquarters, to fill that emptiness and find the soul of myself again. The interview was discussed on the podcast Infamous America's Biggest Scandals. She said, I asked Keith if he would help me become a great actress again because I felt like I was a fraud. And next year, female members were forced to have sex with Ranieri, who was convicted in 2019 to 120 years in prison. For her part, Mac was convicted to three years for racketeering. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Boy, if you're moving to Albany to fill that emptiness... That's a red red flag right there. Uh, Let's see what's going on in the world of music. Anyone who loves L.A. knows the classic Randy Newman tune, including Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, who performed a cover of the song I Love L.A. during his 2022 Hanukkah Sessions concert with a little help from his friends Jack Black, Pink, Beck, and others. was the third time he collaborated with producer and multi-instrumentalist Greg Kirsten on a Jewish-themed set of covers. After the first run of Hanukkah Sessions in 2020, Grohl said it all started as a silly idea but became something much more important, adding, it showed me that the simple gestures of spreading joy and happiness goes a long way. Laura Engel, Fox News. New Year's Eve coming up. Of course, you got the big ball drop in Times Square in New York City. But, hey, a lot of partying in Vegas, too. Officials in Las Vegas expect the guest list for America's Party 2023 to top 400,000 people, even as rain threatens the eight-minute midnight fireworks show over the Strip. If officials pull the plug, it would be the first weather-related cancellation in the event's 22-year history, and it's a pretty big show. 11,000 pyrotechnics are set to launch from the rooftops of eight strip hotel casinos when the clock strikes midnight. Rain or shine, the strip will be closed off to vehicles by 8 p.m. on New Year's Eve, and when the party ends, 16 street-sweeping trucks will be deployed up and down Las Vegas Boulevard to collect an estimated 12 tons of trash. Gianna Jalosi, Fox News. A disgraced comedian could be back on stage. Bill Cosby plans on heading out on a tour in the coming year. The controversial comedian in a radio interview on WGH Talk with host Scott Spears was asked if 2023 was the year he might finally be able to tour again, to which he replied yes. The now 85-year-old comedian was convicted in Pennsylvania in 2018 of criminal sexual assault, but was released in 2021 after his conviction was overturned by the state Supreme Court. Cosby told Spears 
when I come out of this, I feel like I will be able to perform and be the Bill Cosby that my audience knows me to be. Cosby's rep told Variety the tour will most likely kick off in the spring. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Florida's governor is now investigating entertainment venues, allegedly admitting children to adult-themed drag performances. A traveling Christmas show by drag actors performing sexualized and partially nude dances is admitting children to the audience, prompting protests like in Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Now Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is directing the state's Department of Business and Professional Regulation to investigate if, by admitting kids, Venues like the Broward Performing Arts Center should lose their liquor licenses. The show is scheduled to perform in Orlando tonight. That venue's website says all ages are welcome, but Thursday's scheduled performance at Clearwater's Ruth Eckerd Hall is now admitting only 18 and up. In Broward County, Florida, Eben Brown, Fox News. A number of movies and books will be heading into the public domain. On New Year's Day, a treasure trove of artistic works enter into the public domain The day is often referred to as Public Domain Day, as works in the U.S. from 95 years ago no longer have intellectual property rights protection. Among the books entering into the public domain include America by Franz Kafka, originally published in German, Ernest Hemingway's Men Without Women, and William Faulkner's Mosquitoes. In films, the jazz singer finally enters the public domain, as does Metropolis. In the musical favorite, Funny Face by Ira and George Gershwin, Michelle Polino, Fox News. It looks like we could get a Sam Bankman Freed movie. SPF is currently under house arrest at his parents' home in Palo Alto, California, after being released on $250 million bail. And Lewis has apparently met with him there, but that is far from the first meeting between the best-selling author and the man who has now become the poster boy for the vagaries of cryptocurrency. Lewis agents saying in a recent email first obtained by the Ankler that, quote, for the past six months or so, Michael Lewis has been traveling with Andy interviewing Sam Bankman-Fried. And talking of the rivalry between Bankman-Fried and the head of rival cryptocurrency firm Binance, Lewis Agent writes, quote, Michael likens them to the Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader of crypto. It's Fox's Jonathan Hunt with that story. Music legend Fletcher Henderson died 70 years ago on this day. Pianist, band leader, arranger, composer, He was huge in the development of big band jazz and swing music. He was basically the guy that helped bridge the gap between Dixieland and swing. And that became really popular. He was only 55 when he died. Fletcher Henderson, music legend, passed away 70 years ago on this day. It was 40 years ago on this night on NBC, Natasha Kinski, the actress, made a very puzzling appearance on the program Late Night with David Letterman. She seemed somewhat oblivious to the jokes and just about everything else that was going on around her. And she appeared with a very unusual hairstyle that Letterman described as, quote, looking like there was an owl perched on top of her head. Letterman's second guest that night was John Candy. And he, he then came out with his own hair moosed up into a huge pile as he was trying to spoof uh, Natasha Kinski. That was 40 years ago on this night on Letterman. It was... 30 years ago on this day, that actor Todd Bridges was arrested in Burbank, California. They found speed and a loaded gun in his car. At the time, he'd been doing public service announcements telling kids to stay away from drugs. (laughs) 30 30 years ago today. Uh, And we got the big Hollywood birthday. How about happy birthday to actor John Voight, who is 84 today. 
John Voight, Midnight Cowboy. Of course, yes. He got the, uh, nominated for an Oscar for his role as Joe Buck, the would-be gigolo in Midnight Cowboy. Well, hell, the way you make me feel so damn at home here, I almost hate to bring up business. Yeah, it's murder, isn't it? One line again, sweetie. Myself now, I'm a kind of hustler. The person's got to make a living. Are you sure you heard what I said? John Voight. <laughs> He was also in Deliverance. Deliverance, yeah. He won an Oscar playing a paraplegic Vietnam veteran in Coming Home. He was in The Champ. And he's gone on to play some very... He played FDR in the movie Pearl Harbor. He played Pope John Paul II in the miniseries. I mean, this guy, he'll... Done a lot. He's done it all, yeah. John Voight, four-time Golden Globe winner. He's also won an Oscar, like we said. He was, in fact, uh, you know, and his brother, John Voight's brother... His stage name was Chip Taylor, and he wrote the song Wild Thing. Chip Taylor? Yeah. John Voight's brother wrote the song Wild, Wild Thing. Thing. Wow. There you go. A little trivia for you. <laughs> Happy birthday to John Voight. He is 84 did, today. Did we mention that he was eaten by a snake in Anaconda? There's that, yeah. too. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> See? John Voight. Good stuff. Happy birthday. That's Entertainment News in the Blur with Stephen Ted. All right, Ted. Uh, coming up, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update. Homes sell quickly in Wichita. Aha. That's on the way. Steve, it's in the morning here on KNSS. Owning a Tesla stock this year has been anything but a smooth ride for investors. Shares in the electric vehicle maker are down nearly 70% since the start of the year. On pace to finish in the bottom five biggest decliners among S&P 500 stocks. By comparison, the benchmark index itself down about 20%. Let's get a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. Rachel Lang Mills is growing her leadership responsibilities in the family business. Lang Real Estate announcing that Lang Mills, the daughter of Jeff Lang, the company's founder and longtime Wichita business owner, entrepreneur, and developer, is now president of real estate at Lang, the parent company of Lang Real Estate. In the role, she not only will continue to manage Lang Real Estate, the residential and commercial firm where she has served as supervising broker, but will also be a leader in real estate development and real estate investments at other Lang entities. Even as recent data showed a cool-down in local home sales, a new national report indicated Wichita is one of the top U.S. cities for getting a home sold quickly. House Method, a homeowner resource website, found Wichita homes stayed on the market an average of 10 days in October of 2022, tied for number three among the 150 largest metropolitan areas. Two Pennsylvania cities, Harrisburg and Lancaster, tied at the top of the list at an eight-day uh, eight average. Omaha was among four metros matching Wichita for third. Compared house method to a separate, locally-based source, South Central Kansas MLS data for October, found a home for sale in Sedgwick County stayed on the market an average of 16 days, but a median time of six days. That's business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Here with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. All right, Ted, just yeah, to get that house on the market. It's only there a couple of weeks. Not there long. My gosh. There you go. By the way, KNSS weather this morning is brought to you by the Monarch uh, at 579 West Douglas. Some changes there. Monarch's going to be closed for remodeling January 2nd to the 10th. Okay. And for information and up-to-date events, go to monarchwichita.com. How about that? Jen's uh, got got that place going down here, the Monarch. Let's see here. We had the Liberty Bowl uh, last uh, last yesterday and last night. 
Now, K-State's going to be in a bowl coming up. When's their bowl game, Ted? New Year's Eve, Saturday. New, New Year's Eve. so Early yeah. kickoff. I think it's 11 a.m. kickoff. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, well, we're almost through with the, with the week. we got one more day, Friday, coming up. You know, the uh, the Christmas brush is over, but there are still things that need to be done. Things on your checklist. you got to get them done before the end of the year. Well, maybe you don't need to, but today is officially still need to do day if there's something you haven't gotten accomplished well this is the day mm. to go out and do it i guess we uh this is text. Well, let's face it it's what is december 29th it's got to be done by the end of the year if you haven't done it yet i don't think it's going to get it's done a good chance you're going to uh, skip I don't it think it's, i don't think it's going to happen it's a good chance i'm going to punt <laughs> until next year <laughs> right uh, exactly today is uh the only state in 1845 texas was admitted as the 28th yeah state. welcome texas Texas had Yeehaw, gone. statehood. Quite a, quite an area. I mean, you go through Texas, it's a huge state. It's a massive state. Uh, just about any kind of climate you can think of from one side to the other, top to bottom. And, uh, yeah, it was at one time, a, you know, the, the the theme park, Six Flags over Texas, is because there's been six it's been flags. been six for, different countries. Yeah. yeah. Over the course French, of history. French, Spanish, Mexican, there's three. The Confederacy, the United States. It, it was its own country. It was its own republic. There you go. There you go. Six Flags Over Texas, Texas Texas Day, Texas Statehood Day. All right, 855, Steve and Ted, coming up. We've got the Glenn Beck program on the way here on KNS. That's always a good one. And at the top of the hour in our news this morning, flight delays and cancellations continue for Southwest Airlines. That's on the way. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, news updates all day. Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita. Now, today's high temperature... We're looking at 55 degrees for a high today. I like that. That's going to be nice. Right now, we have a few clouds and 47. Save time, trouble.